But I think that the, the, the actual uh, bread and butter of what holistic medicine is, is treating and reversing the root cause of a problem. Now, um, that could mean very often for children, it means using food or things that grow from the earth as medicine. And it doesn't necessarily work right away, but the good news is that it works really, really well, especially in children. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we believe in the body's ability to heal itself if it's given the proper nutrition and care it deserves. My name is Brian Strickland. I'm the producer of the show, and here with me in the studio is not Ed Jones, but our guest host, Katie Kuhlman. We're excited to have Katie on the show today, sitting in for Ed, as we speak with a really special guest, Dr. Nellie Gluzman, otherwise known as Dr. Mom. Dr. Glusman is a pediatrician practicing in New York, and she utilizes an integrative, functional, and holistic approach to medicine in her practice. This approach is one that focuses on the root cause of chronic illness in children, allowing for the complete reversal of symptoms and the elimination of long-term conditions. Man, we're excited about this episode, and if you've got kids, this is definitely one that you don't want to miss. So let's go ahead and dive right into this episode. Here's your host for today, Katie Kuhlman. Thank you, Brian, and welcome listeners to the Holistic Navigator. Uh, You're probably not recognizing a female voice on here. I am Katie Kuhlman. I am Ed Jones's daughter, so I'm honored to be on the Holistic Navigator today. For those who are not familiar with me, I have my master's in holistic nutrition. I have grown up in this industry, and I am so thankful that this has been my way of life and living from a holistic functional medicine standpoint from the moment I came onto this earth. And so I'm even more honored today to have Dr. Glusman here with me. She is a pediatric um, doctor from New York City. She's also referred to as Dr. Mom, and she is the founder of Blossom Pediatrics. So welcome, Dr. Glusman. We are honored to have you on the Holistic Navigator. Thank you so much, Katie. I'm so excited to be here speaking to you today. I'm a huge fan of this podcast and your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. That means the world to us. So I just want to give a background on you because it's really, um, really amazing what you've done with your life in pediatrics so far. So after working with some of the sickest children in the hospitals in New York City, Dr. Glusman found herself driven by the need from parents to identify the root cause of their children's illness instead of relying on the typical Band-Aid solutions. So talk to me a little bit about that and the foundation and philosophy of your practice. Um, Thank you. Yes, I would love to. So I was already a pediatrician when my own child started to have problems with her health. Um, I was a pediatrician that practiced in a hospital setting, I was really good at making sure that kids who are hospitalized get the conventional treatments that they need, uh, life-saving treatments, and that they go home uh, healthy to their parents. And I was I was doing this for, for a couple of years when my own daughter became really sick. She, that one year, she was, um, I believe it was like seven courses of antibiotics in one year. And that is one too many. And I remember her asking me one year, like, mommy, why do I keep missing school? And I really had to think for for a minute and 
I really didn't know why every little virus would turn into a serious bacterial infection, why she was constantly plagued by all these chronic illnesses that wouldn't go away, um, why she kept getting rashes and just not thriving as well as, as uh, she could have been. And I was really scared. I was uh, confused. I was angry. I was shocked that how does a conventional pediatrician working in the hospital not know how to keep her own daughter healthy. And I realized really quickly that this is just half the story, that we really need to be doing something besides treating the symptoms um, and putting out the fires to restore health and to reverse chronic illnesses in children. And so that's where my journey into holistic medicine unraveled and I'm, I'm so glad it did because she's doing really well and I was able to help so many other families and children who also had kids who were constantly chronically mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. And I know as a mama, I have a 15 month old and you as a mama as well. And any mamas that are listening to this or daddies, anyone that has a child always wants the best for that child. They want the best for their their education, their life, their their world, everything. You really want your child to just thrive in this world. And, you know, as a parent, there's really nothing you would do to protect and nurture that child. And so most, you know, um, pediatricians and especially most in our area and that I'm aware of, they're very highly trained and I'm not speaking down to them at all because I really honor all of the time and dedication and the life-saving things they have done for children. But they they typically aren't taking the approach of identifying the root cause. So this is very, very unique to take this standpoint. I think that um, functional medicine is growing for adults. I think that we see a lot more, um, you know, naturopathic doctors or functional medicine trained um, doctors coming into the world to really help the adults with the chronic illnesses. But it's not really prevalent in the children's world. And so... How wonderful that we could start at a time where their little bodies and their brains are still growing and developing and and come in and really help that root cause. So what in your practice, like, tell me a little bit about um, what chronic illnesses you're finding very common and a little bit of the how common are these chronic illnesses? Um, yes. Uh, well, you know, you mentioned uh, that it's not really common to treat the root cause of these chronic illnesses. And that's okay. I mean, there, it's two different kinds of medicine is how I look at it. Um, and there's, so there's two different approaches to the same problem. Conventional medicine is when you have a problem like, let's say, um, asthma or eczema or allergies. And uh, you want to get rid of the symptoms, and that's what conventional medicine is really good for. It's life-saving treatments, life-saving pharmaceuticals. Uh, these are medications that help you breathe. If you're a parent who has a kid who has rashes all the time, you're going to get a, a conventional uh, pediatrician or a conventional allergist, dermatologist. They're going to prescribe a really excellent steroid cream that will always work. It's going to work really well going to stop the inflammation on the skin. If you have a, a if you're a parent and you have a child who has I would say allergies, you're going to get a prescription for a medication that's going to alleviate the allergy symptoms. If you have a child who has asthma, you're going to get a prescription for something like an inhaler that's going to open up the airway and it's going and it's life-saving potentially and also steroids that calm the inflammation. All of these treatments are life-saving treatments 
and they work really well to treat the symptoms. That's good. We need that. There's no one, no one's arguing against that. But what are we doing as parents and also as providers to make sure that the problem doesn't come back? And that's the whole entire world of holistic medicine. And there's so many different modalities included in that. But I think that the, um, the, the, the actual uh, bread and butter of what holistic medicine is, is treating and reversing the root cause of a problem. Now, um, that could mean very often for children, it means using food or things that grow from the earth as medicine. And it doesn't necessarily work right away, but the good news is that it works really, really well, especially in children. And so I, the kinds of things that I'm seeing are the result of there being such a massive epidemic of chronic childhood illnesses mm. right now. Did you know, Katie, that 43% of kids in the U.S. are diagnosed with a chronic childhood wow. illness? And you, yeah, that's, that, that is, that is remarkably mm-hmm. dangerous, scary number. And as, um, or if you, you parents out there listening, if you're wondering, does my kid have a chronic illness? Is this something that I need to really look into? Uh, ask yourself, this, this is the criteria that I use to say that there is a chronic illness. Usually it's something that lasts for a while, uh, usually three months or more. So if there are symptoms of rashes or wheezing or allergies that last for more than three months, that's a chronic problem. Um, does it go away on its own? If it goes away on its own, if it's just a, a, a simple cold, that's not a chronic illness and that's, that's okay. It doesn't fall into this category, but it doesn't resolve spontaneously. It might be a chronic childhood illness. And the third criteria that I, I think really uh, touches a lot of families kind of hearts when I mention this is, is this problem interfering with your child's life? Does that mean, what that, what that means is does school attendance start to suffer? Does your child have to go to the doctor all the time or specialist or the emergency room or even hospitalized? Does your kid have to sit separately in the, in the cafeteria because they're allergic to so many mm. things? Do you have to carry an EpiPen everywhere you go because you're afraid that there might be an anaphylactic life-threatening allergy? All those things interfere with life in a pretty heavy level, both for, for children and for parents and families. And so if, if you have those three criteria met, I would say that your child falls into this chronic childhood illness category. However, the good news is that these things are completely reversible. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Why do you think there's so many chronic childhood illnesses? What's your philosophy on that? This is such a great question. I, there's no one right answer. Everybody is different. There are a lot of myths circulating about why this is happening. I'd like to dispel them for you um, and also bring, bring a few ideas to mm-hmm. fruition. So a lot, of, a lot of conventional providers believe that a child might have a chronic medical issue. Like I mentioned eczema, asthma, and allergies so much because... 7 to 10% of kids in the U.S. have this problem. This is what I'm seeing really the most of. Mm. Um, and also like gut, chronic gut health issues, constipation, diarrhea, belly mm-hmm. pain, bloating, a lot of those things too. But let's just talk about, um, let's say, uh, asthma, asthma, allergies, and, and, and those sorts of things, atopic illnesses. 
a lot of practitioners believe and tell parents that the problem, the reason why your child is having this problem is because of genetics. And that is not only not fully true, but it's also completely disempowering mm-hmm. and, and scary to look at it that way. Yes, genetics do play a role in all the different medical issues that exist. But we've known for 20 plus years with so many thousands upon thousands of evidence-based studies that prove that the study of epigenetics, which is how the environment influences genetics, is so much more powerful than genetics alone. And if you're a parent who understands that the study of epigenetics, meaning you can influence the environment, you can make changes in your child's internal environment and external environment that will influence how the genetics play out, then you are an empowered parent that can make better choices for the child's health. So that is, that is one difference between uh, conventional medicine and holistic medicine, that we believe in holistic medicine, that you can make the changes that will absolutely change the outcome of how genetics mm-hmm. are expressed. 100%. That's such an empowering belief system because that doesn't leave us at the mercy of, oh, well, I can't help that. It's just the way my life is. Instead, it's a empowering viewpoint to know that we can change our life and our outcome and our health. And I think once someone adopts that philosophy, then they have their entire world and life can change. Yes, absolutely. And well said. And there's another myth that I'd like to dispel. Uh, It kind of drives me crazy because um, the numbers don't add up. So the myth is that your child will simply outgrow their chronic childhood illnesses. But without making the changes that need to, need to be made, the empowered changes that need to be made to their internal and external environment, they will unlikely outgrow it because the same problem that landed them to have in, in this problem in the first place will continue. And so we're seeing more and more of the data coming out where about 8% of kids in the U.S. have eczema and about 7% of adults in the U.S. have eczema. So who is outgrowing it? 1%? Mm. So if you want to be a parent who makes sure that your child not only outgrows it, but outgrows these chronic problems quickly, you need to make some changes. And these changes are not, not a big deal. They're really available to everybody. Um, these are usually tailored to restoring gut health. And you asked me why so many of these problems are happening now. A lot of it has to do with gut health and a lot of that has to do with toxicity and both of those lead to lots of inflammation in the body, but um, knowing exactly how to heal the gut and restore the microbiome, which is the good bacteria in the gut, will make a huge drastic change in how these chronic childhood illnesses will go away and go away quickly. They resolve within, it could be a, about 30 days. It could sometimes take longer. Sometimes it could take mm-hmm. years. You know, as a parent, that you're doing everything in your power to start healing your child, to give them the building blocks they need mm-hmm. to heal. Mm-hmm. And I know you just mentioned, you know, toxicity as, as one of the, the causes of potential chronic illnesses. And I'm always blown away by a study that was performed by the Environmental Working Group. And it was on the body burden of basically the pollution in newborns. So before newborns even come into this, you know, earth side of, of life and they're in the, the womb of the mom, the study found that there was a total of 287 chemicals found 
from the umbilical cord going to these children in the womb. So we kind of already know that, you know, our life, um, you know, before the babies even come into this world, begin on average with a little bit of toxicity already. So they come into this world and if the the diet continues with more toxicity and continued, you know, antibiotics and continued medications, um, there's just a greater there's a greater chance that there is going to be some type of chronic illness that arises because um, the body can only rid itself of so much toxicity, especially if it's not given back in the right ways with the diet and the nutrients. I love how you mentioned environmental working group. This is actually a database that I used for um, when I teach, teach families how to prevent a lot of the toxic overload that might be impacting mm-hmm. their kids. I refer them to the environmental working group because they can make better and more empowered mm-hmm. choices. There are a lot of, the bad news is that we're swimming in toxic soup. The good news is that we could really make empowered, better choices. The body is able to rid itself of a lot of toxins. It has mechanisms that do just that. But sometimes when, if you picture a, um, anybody's body as like a bucket and you keep putting more toxins into the bucket and eventually it will spill over if we're not emptying the drain on the bottom. And so making choices that not only decrease the amount of toxins going in, but helping the drain empty by supporting the body's ability to detox naturally, we can start to decrease the amount of symptoms and problems that arise when there's just too much toxicity that the body can't get rid of. And so, yes, Environmental Working Group is is an amazing database. And also there are a lot of, I know that you're a big fan of using herbs. There's so many herbs that are safe for children that are magical in helping the body really start to detox naturally, helping support the liver, for example. So getting familiar and comfortable with a lot of the beautiful uh, foods and herbs and botanicals and, um, and, and the different kinds of real uh, fermented foods, for example, will help you make more empowered choices in everyday life that will ultimately decrease the amount of symptoms and ultimately reverse chronic childhood. I illnesses. love that. And I, I'm so happy you tell moms to go look at the environmental working group. That's one of my kind of take homes for a mom that feels overwhelmed or is unsure of where to start. I let them know, just go home, start looking up the, you know, the what you're washing your clothes in for the baby. What are you washing that baby's or child's skin with? You know, what lotions are going on? And I get them to go into the ewg.org and type in whatever product may be topically touching that child's skin um, if the child deals with lots of eczema and rashes and allergies and, um, you know, along with working in the the gut health realm, which you're going to discuss more. But if we can remove some of those toxins from that skin, it's such a big help in decreasing that body burden. Mm-hmm. Yes, that 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 is that is so important. That's actually when I teach uh, families in my I have a thirty day program where I start to teach families how to literally reverse their kids' chronic illnesses 
um, it's a 30 day course online. And so we start with decrease the toxicity in both in your household, but also in your kid's body. Uh, so many changes happen so quickly when you start to do that. That could be also the kinds of foods that, I mean, we all know that we should be eating healthy, but having a good solid foundation about what are we really eating when we're eating processed foods? What about the colorings in those candies? Um, what are we doing when we start to introduce preservatives into a lot of different uh, foods? So toxicity, but even, I think even more important and especially right now is restoring gut health. That That is really fundamental for a lot of these chronic childhood problems. Mm-hmm. Restoring gut health. There are many different names for this. A lot of people call this like leaky gut. Um, others call it dysbiosis. It, it all is, is on the same spectrum of problem. The problem is the gut health is jeopardized. Uh, the endothelial lining, which is the cells that literally lining the, lines the gut, they might not be as well supported and the lining of the gut could start to break down. And what that means is not only does it prevent toxins from coming out, but Kids are not absorbing nutrients properly. They're not able to detox, get rid of the things that they don't need in their body, and they're not able to absorb the nutrients that need to grow and heal and thrive. At the same time, a lot of different antigens or large proteins are getting into the bloodstream that shouldn't be there. And that can cause a whole a whole plethora of allergy symptoms. If you heal the gut lining and then you repopulate it with a good, healthy, diverse microbiome, which are the beneficial bacteria, the beneficial yeast, the beneficial viruses, you have all the different microbiome cells uh, that literally keep everything moving, working, digesting, and supported. And that's, that's also so, so fundamental to reversing chronic childhood mm-hmm. illness. So tell our listeners, that is baseline. Sorry, tell our listeners mm-hmm. for, um, who may be unfamiliar with leaky gut, is that something that could occur after the use of antibiotics? Is that something that, um, you know, once a mom has given a round of antibiotics, the repopulation of those good bacteria is so important? Speak a little on that. So we've seen an emergence of these chronic problems, uh, really when when antibiotics were introduced on a grand scale in about the 1950s. And if you really, the, the babies actually get their microbiome in their in their guts populated from mom when they're born, when they pass through the vaginal canal. And so, let's say you are you have a, a child, and you yourself uh, as a mom have been on maybe. I mean, you listeners, how many courses of antibiotics have you been on when you were a child? Uh, some people up to 20, even mm-hmm. 30, even a few courses is, is enough to kill a lot of the beneficial bacteria in the gut. Um, and let's say you have a baby and you had a C-section. That baby doesn't pass through the vaginal canal and gets populated with the, the type of uh, population that they should be populated with because they've never passed through the vaginal canal. So they might end up getting seeded in their guts with other types of 
of bacteria. And let's say you're a mom and you did have a vaginal delivery for your baby, but you needed to get antibiotics because you were GBS positive in order to prevent possible infection. And so that baby is also not being seeded with the right microbiome. And so if you take that and then plus add on a few ear infections to the mix, maybe strep throat to the mix, and then you have a five-year-old who has been exposed to not only their own courses of antibiotics that knock out a lot of the beneficial uh, populations in the gut, but mom has not been able to give you the, the proper microbiome. So you really need to focus on restoring that microbiome in order to make it diverse and beneficial and healthy. And this is actually really, really easy to do. Our, our ancestors knew this. This is very traditional medicine. There's nothing new about this. The best way to do this is to start eating your, your, your live probiotics in the form of fermented foods. Mm. I don't know where this got lost in translation through in modern times, but most traditional cultures had some kind of fermented, which is a live probiotic food in their culture that they were eating. Um, yes, probiotics are very helpful, but only if you get them from the right source. And I know that when when uh, you guys send out your probiotics, it's refrigerated. But a lot of times when you're not buying from a reputable source for your probiotics, you end up having dead bacteria. You're basically wasting your money. And so one way to assure this is to know where you're getting your probiotics from. But uh, another way is to actually eat the ferment. Fermented foods are, or juices are basic, are the sauerkraut, the kimchi, um, beet kvass, the yogurts, the kefirs. All of those uh, live foods are the actual live bacteria that we need in our guts to be healthy. Mm, I believe that. I love those fermented foods. Do you see in your practice, though, that you have trouble with children adding those in if they're not used to that taste in their diet? Adding those, so, uh, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, my kid is not going to eat sauerkraut. No mm-hmm. way. But I'm here to tell you that most kids who um, are a practice of Boston pediatrics, and I use sauerkraut as medicine mm-hmm. all the time, most kids end up loving it. And they end up being um, craving it, really, because the body knows what it needs. And so, yes, uh, maybe a toddler or like a younger child might be resistant to the taste at first. But you could actually use a lot of these ferments, not just to eat by themselves, but to add it onto food. So if you're making like, let's say, uh, a stew, you could add some sauerkraut to it, or you could use the juice of it instead of salt because it is kind Mm -hmm. of salty. And so introducing these kinds of foods into meals for even the pickiest eaters is very, very doable. I love that. I will say my 15-month-old, he's never had sugar except in the form of some fruits, of course, that we do give him, but he's never had added sugars to any any food item yet. And he craves sauerkraut. He loves it. So I have started him on little bits of sauerkraut from the age of one and on and wanted to see what his taste response was going to be to it. And the more that he's grown every month, the more he's wanted it. So you're very correct in in the fact that the body does know what it needs. Yes, and, um, and sauerkraut is great because it's so easy to make. It's, just, it's also fun to make, and you only need two ingredients, which is cabbage and a good high-quality salt. And that's all you need to make 
the most potent probiotic mm. you could possibly find in your kitchen. Your kids can help make it. A lot of kids love to help and they'll be more receptive to trying the foods. But there are also some really great ferments that are a bit more kid-friendly that a lot of people haven't heard of. Like, have you, Katie, heard of uh, Beef Class, which is a fermented beef Yes, juice. we sell it. Um, like a ferment. We do sell it at our store. Oh, yeah. and we absolutely. I personally love it. Um, I've had some customers before not be as receptive, but I think it's a wonderful health tonic. Yes, and a lot of kids like it because it's bright pink and it doesn't have that, um, it's kind of on a sweeter side. Beets are very much full of, of, of sugar and so it's a little bit easier for kids to like um, get used to when it comes to taste. But even a teaspoon of these fermented juices or foods have more live probiotics than a lot of probiotics that you could get in the store. So that, that's why I'm such a huge fan of this. And I, I actually use this as, as as a prescription, as a medicine to start reversing a lot of kids' uh, eczema, asthma, and allergies. Wow, that's amazing. One of my favorite doctors, Dr. Weston Price, it sounds like you kind of follow a, a little bit of his ancient wisdom of getting those fermented foods to colonize the gut again. And do you use bone broth in your practice? Oh, absolutely. Bone broth and stocks. So they're both different. They're used in different ways. I am a, uh, also a GAPS practitioner. And for, for you listeners who maybe have heard of this, it's, um, the, it's a protocol that helps reverse a lot of, of, cr- of chronic childhood illnesses. Uh, but it, it's hard to do and because you have to drink and, and bone broth and stock every single day, every meal. <clears throat> I do use that for a lot of kids. Bone broth and and stocks, whether they be from fish or from different poultry or meat, they literally make up what the gut lining is made of. So you're actually giving the gut what it needs to line the gut back so that it can heal and seal it. So I do use that a lot, but it's, it needs to be done properly. You have to make sure that you're either making it yourself or you're getting it from a really good source because uh, a lot of a lot of different uh, bone broths there, like if you get it in a jar or in a can, you have to know what you're getting. Is it so boiled down that you are killing all the beneficial live collagens and proteins and fats? Are you denaturing them when you're cooking it? Or is it the real deal, food as medicine? Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thank you. That's great for listeners. So I do want you to touch a little bit more on your 30-day rescue program or your single visit, six month intensive, just tell me like for a listener or a mom who's out there right now and they are like, I need her. I need her to really have an intervention for my child. Speak a little to those programs so she would know kind of the next step. I would love to. So there are a few different ways to work with me. Um, If you're a parent who has a kid with eczema, asthma, allergies, constipation, um, autism symptoms, that's kind of what I specialize in. It's not limited to that, but I have been bringing kids through this journey for a while now and literally reversing a lot of their allergies to a point where they don't have to carry an EpiPen anymore, where they're not needing to use any steroid creams or needing to be hospitalized for asthma, uh, pooping well, growing and thriving. And so if you are in New York, you can find my practice, which is Blossom Pediatrics. It's in New York City. And... If you're outside of New York, I bring families through 
this same protocol uh, through a live uh, virtual class. It's a 30-day program, and it teaches you as a parent all the steps that you need to take to start reversing your child's chronic illness and actually your whole family. I noticed that a lot of people who start this for their own child end up doing it for themselves. And because these are children, everything that is appropriate for children is also appropriate for adults. And so um, you can also find this information on my website, which is blossompediatrics.com. Oh, that's wonderful. What a wonderful resource. So I know, you know, your website, when I, as I was looking through it and, and just being blown away by what you do, um, you mentioned that this program is for you or your child. If you kind of find yourself thinking, this is genetic, this is my child's destiny, it's never going to go away, or maybe with time he'll outgrow it, or you've kind of given up to the fact, oh, I guess my child will have to just rely on multiple medications for life, or you see, as you've mentioned multiple times on this um, interview, that you, you know, you're sad that your child's having to have a different quality of life because of having to carry the EpiPen or having to avoid certain social settings because of the food allergies. So if you are a parent and you're hearing this, then we both right now are telling you that there are options. And this is so, so empowering. We, Dr. Gluzman and I foundationally believe that, you know, food is medicine and taking away the wrong things, taking away the toxicity and giving the right foods, our body innately was meant to heal. It's supposed to heal. It's supposed to be healthy. It's supposed to be vital. And even if your child is in a place of, you know, struggling with some symptoms, that's just the body speaking out to say, hey, I need some attention in this area. Hey, I need to be a little bit nourished. I need to be a little bit listened to. And once it is, and once it's treated in a way that, you know, brings back and restores what was meant to be there, then the quality of life will improve. I know that Dr. Gluzman knows that she's seen it in her practice. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking through all the, the places you've been recognized for your practice and Buzzfeed and wellness mama in USA today and eat this, not that in enriched parenting. I mean, so many places are catching on to what you're doing because you are really diving into something that, the world and children need. So I am so thankful that we have had this uh, moment, you know, to, to speak and interview you. And if there's anything else you want to say to listeners, I'd love to give you the last few moments here. Oh, sure. Thank you. Well, I just want to say that the, it might, I was also a parent that felt overwhelmed by the amount of choices that are available, uh, the amount of different um, recommendations out there on the internet. And so whether you work with me or with someone else, this is a big, big field. And there are so many amazing practitioners that recognize this same approach, even pediatricians that are converting to this kind of holistic medicine. And so I really encourage you and empower you to start looking beyond conventional medicine to heal your child, because I know that it is doable. People do it. And your child could also be healed from the inside out. Kids heal so quickly. And, um, and that is very, very encouraging and so incredible to watch and see and be a part of. And so thank you so, so much, Katie, for having me on. It was such a delight to speak with you. And I just love how you, how you phrase all, 
all the different beautiful uh, ways to look at this approach. Thank you. Thank so you so much. much. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. I hope we get the opportunity to actually meet in person one day. But this has been just a wonderful opportunity. So to all the mamas out there, all the daddies, all the people raising your wonderful, beautiful little children. Um, We thank you for listening, and we hope you feel empowered after our time spent here. So don't forget about Dr. Gluzman's website, Blossom Pediatrics, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you again. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession. It is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on behalf of any purchaser or listener of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.